0: what's up everybody welcome back to episode 17 of the four votes podcast it's national championship time so in this episode you know we go through the recaps of the Clemson ass kicking and the Georgia win over Cincinnati in the New Year's bowls and and we we preface the national championship a little bit and then at the end of the episode we kind of we get into a little banter of our own so I hope you enjoy and let's get it we can hop on into the two recaps um, from the new year's bowl games we'll start off with georgia versus cincinnati Devinny, what you got
1: well it uh, turned out to be a pretty damn good game Um, coming down to the final seconds a little winning field goal you know going into the game uh, i talked about well not in the podcast but i sent y'all that on paper cincinnati had the best-graded secondary in all of college football, which I was shocked to see that, honestly. Um, I knew their defense was good. I didn't know they were that good. Um, And their overall defense was one of the tops in the country as well. Um, But, you know, you kind of hold that for what it is because, you know, they didn't play big programs, um, but they sure did show up in in the bowl game against Georgia. Um, J.T., yeah, I had a pretty pretty decent game, um, 26 for 38, 68% completion, almost 400 yards passing, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, leading rusher was Amir, 11 for 39, one touchdown. Georgie, leading receiver, seven catches for 135 yards, seven touchdowns um we were missing seven touchdowns yeah seven touchdowns <laughs> on the year one touchdown <clears throat> no but I um, say, damn
2: I must have missed something
1: yeah
3: um I was at Disney but I, I know I ain't missed that
1: first experience yeah the one, I do not think there were seven touchdowns in the game so um that's the reason why To start the um, game, we were missing two starters on the O-line, big Cleveland and Hill. Cleveland opted out. Um, Trey Hill had surgery, couldn't play. And he technically probably opted out too because now he's going to the draft. He didn't want to play that last game. But this made – I didn't think it was going to, but it made running the ball a big challenge. Uh, I mean, we couldn't do anything on the ground. Uh, Warren McClendon and right guard was the only one in his normal position. Actually, fun fact, um, running backs only combined for 65 yards. Um, what's interesting, though, is they combined for 69 yards after contact, which shows that they were hit behind the line of scrimmage a lot. Um,
2: Travis Etienne has entered the chat.
1: <laughs> the one good thing is though the uh passing game got in rhythm pretty early um you know they stalled us out the first drive um went three and out I think uh I don't really remember but it was pretty quick uh JT had his first bad throw um that turned into a pick it was supposed to be a back shoulder fade in the corner of the end zone and like like you said Sam there was no Fade and there was no back shoulder in that throw at all. Um, he was under pressure and he kind of just threw it. Um, which scares me going into the next year. Um, I feel like teams are gonna watch tape of his four games he's played so far and throw a lot of blitzes in there, disguise a lot, and try to keep him in the pocket because he has no mobility. He had a couple throws where he took hits and ended up being pretty good throws. Um, but overall, you know, these past couple games, he when there's pressure, he tries to get rid of it quick, or he takes the sack. He can't he can't run outside the pocket unless it's a designed bootleg. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how teams uh, play that next year. Um, had a couple big plays um, from Pickens and Arian Smith. I, don't, I I still don't think Pickens caught that ball, but um you know it was a hell of a grab aaron smith is another young guy i'm excited about he's the fastest on the team apparently he's got four three speed <laughs> he uh will hopefully be a burner uh in the next couple of years be like a, another mccall Hard, hardman pretty much um Xavier Truss got his first start at left tackle uh, and got abused all game. He ended the game with three pressures on JT and finished with a 57 rating, which I know y'all know ratings and that's below average, well below. Um, Also, we got to see um, Darnell, number zero, show that he can do something with the Yak, um, because that man hasn't really gotten to show anything all year, but uh, he had a good catch and run during the game. Broke a, broke three tackles, I think. Um, but overall, you know, production on the offense was pretty ugly the first half. I only scored 10 points. Um, Cincinnati did a good job control the run game, really. I think we only had not even 10 rushing yards in the first half, um, which is I thought was going to be the reason why we were going to win that game because I thought we were going to be able to run all over them going into it, and it was quite the opposite. Uh, we threw for a bunch of yards but didn't run for any. Um, but, you know, they, they played well the first half. Um, second half offense finally stepped it up or really our defense played a lot better uh they kept us in the game first half um Ritter did a good job and expanding plays he kind of reminded me of Johnny football there for a minute um extending plays throwing you know that might be a little much right there well I'm just saying the way, the way he would run around back there and just throw across his body, across the field, and somehow be a touchdown, um, which I don't know if it's more on him or if it's more on our secondary, just not staying on their guys, giving up on the play. Um, but, yeah, our defense um, had three starters who didn't play, obviously, because they all opted out. Um, Latavius Brinney. Number 36, uh, got his first start of the year. He's a redshirt junior. you probably haven't heard too much of him. Um, he started the star position uh, for Tyreek because Tyreek actually started at corner for uh, Eric Stokes. Um, and that was Tyreek's first game, starting at corner. But he played corner in uh, high school. Um, Latavius Brinney only played 47 snaps all year before that game, and he played 53 during the game. Um, (laughs) Ritter's uh, first half, like I said, um, was pretty well, 13 for 17, 230 yards, two touchdowns. Second half, Um, defense did a lot better. Um, Hanley threw nine, threw the ball 15 times, only completed nine of them. 32 total yards, no touchdowns. So we were able to control him a lot better on defense. Um, I'm glad Aziz didn't opt out because without him, I don't think we would have won that game, to be quite honest with you. That Campbell. boy went stupid.
2: What? He went stupid. After their left tackle had the uh, the targeting call on the play out of bounds where he just yeah. completely de whoever number three is. Campbell. Which was ridiculous, Yeah. Yeah. After that, the dude they put in for him, the big German, Aziz Aziz, Prison loved him <laughs> the whole rest of the game.
1: Yeah, he did. He did. I think all of his sacks came after that guy got ejected, um, even though it was they early. Did. He wasn't doing much before that. Um, I mean, yeah, he had a strip sack, which led to a uh, Zamir White touchdown. That was the only good run, really all game uh besides that one run he had where he broke a couple tackles he looked like old zamir but the rest of his runs it just i don't know man early in the game i was watching one play and he didn't hit a hole and tried to bounce it outside and got no yards but the hole was open but the linebacker plugged it he didn't go into the hole but he was sitting outside of the hole on the backside, and zamir like flaked to the outside which i was shocked so i You know, he's kind of a big running back. He should
0: so when you say old Zamir, do you mean like high school Zamir? Or yeah. That it didn't run like old Zamir. And Zamir has never run well at Georgia.
1: Well, I mean, this year was the first year where he was like the guy, but like like I'm saying, like old Zamir before yeah, high school, like all his highlight tapes were breaking everybody's tackle, you know. Yeah, yeah. He was but an absolute dump truck in high school. <laughs> I just don't know, man. I don't – obviously he's not doing what everybody thought he was going to, but I don't – part of me wants him to go ahead and leave for the younger guys to play. Um, the other part of me wants him to stay because I feel like he needs another year for the NFL because if he goes to the drafts, he'd probably go undrafted. Or super super late. I feel like it's kind of a holy
2: field situation where, like, when he runs the ball, it's not that bad. But then when you go and like test him here, I don't know what he would run. Like, yeah. is he is he a four or five kind of guy?
1: Because if you're so. gonna be
2: slow, you I mean, if you're gonna be slow, like you better be a bruiser.
1: Yeah.
2: And it's just like he doesn't he doesn't have that gear that that wiggle anymore like he used to after what is it, two, three ACL tears at this point. So I mean it's kind of like he can't leave. He has no he has no market. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean that's that's why I kinda want him for, okay, from a fan standpoint, I wanna see him obviously get drafted and have a good career. But he's gonna have to stay for that. But the other side of me wants him to leave to give these other running backs a chance to show what they have because McIntosh and Kendall are going to be good and they already they've already shown it a little bit. Um, but I don't I don't know what he's going to do. I feel like he's going to stay, which might suck because I feel like somebody's going to transfer in that in that running back room if he stays.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, with James Cook already saying he's staying, <clears throat> and then if Zeus stays, then it's a little crowded. Yeah, I mean, you'd expect Dejon Edwards to be
1: the first guy to go, but which he knows. he's actually pretty good too. I feel like he could start in a smaller school somewhere, yeah. He could start at a lot of different places, probably. Um, but it'll be the same guys, and then they're adding Lovosa Carroll, the four star out of IMG, yeah. Um, he'll be a freshman, he already early enrolled actually. So I don't, it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know what. What goes on, but um, I'll give a couple more stats because uh, to wrap the year up. Um, out of the whole year, George only played 38 people on offense, and 39 on defense. That's and, nice.
0: Uh, huh? I said that's nice. A lot of continuity.
1: Yeah, but I wish they would have broken it down more uh, to see how many snaps they actually got, because you never know. Um, You know, it's just garbage time, probably. You know, he's not big on bringing a lot of people in. Um, But, yeah, I mean, shout out the pod. Hopefully he gets a scholarship after this. He probably won't (laughs) because he's a kicker. But it was a heck of a kick. I had no th- faith in him, to be honest with you. Um,
0: I was hoping he missed
1: it. Well, of course he did. Hater. <laughs> Can't wait for your recap. But, <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to him. I mean, shout out to Cincinnati, too. They played a hell of a game. Uh, I was really hoping we weren't going to lose. But, you know, we squeaked it out. That's all, that's all I got, really, unless I remember something later.
0: Yeah, well, I guess with that we can hop on over to Sam's recap, which which is awesome for me, but I guess not as awesome for Sam. So go ahead, buddy.
2: You know, it's um I don't I don't know quite how to put this because when you don't lose a lot of games, you end up playing more big games. But when you lose the big games, it hurts a lot worse. And when you get absolutely destroyed in a playoff game, it's a uh, it's tough for the pride but you know it is what it is you know some days some days it just ain't your day and then other days you're not the good the, not the better team and it's not your day and i think that was what happened uh, last Friday is we we were not the best team and we did not have a great game um, but you know offensively we started off hot i mean we scored touchdowns on two of the first three drives uh, the first drive we just we literally just marched it right down the field. Uh, we had a few good runs um, and that was pretty much the extent of a running game for the entire uh, evening. Um, you know, Trevor had a had a really nice back shoulder throw uh, to, to Cornell Powell. I mean, you know, but seeing after that, we just kind of fizzled out. Um, I thought Trevor Lawrence played pretty well. Um, yeah, he missed some throws. He was under pressure the entire night. He made a few big throws uh, to go along with those, but just kind of shaky, um, you know, when you think about having Trevor Lawrence as your quarterback, I feel like I, I expect perfection. I've come to get used to him just being ungodly good. So it's kind of weird to, to watch pressure get to him and, and him not be able to have an answer.
0: And put the um, ball on the ground. The,
2: yeah, and that's another thing. I'm not going to get into whether or not it was a fumble when he fell and his hand was on the ball and they pulled it out from under. I'm not going to get into that because it is what it is. But, you know, off, offensively, the, the biggest crutch we've had all year, especially in big games, is our offensive line is just crumbled. Um, and this game was, was no different. I feel like the play calling was fine, but when you, get, when you give up five touchdown drives and six possessions and a sixth possession goes into the end zone and gets picked, I feel like when, when your defense is giving you no help, your, hand, your, your play calling is going to be handcuffed significantly. So we ended up throwing the ball 48 times. Our running backs only had 12 carries, uh, combined carries and sacks. I think Trevor had the ball 10 times. Just absolutely dominated on the line of scrimmage, both sides of the football. Uh, Travis Etienne, 10 carries for 32 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Uh, four of six, four for 64 through the air. I mean, these are these are almost identical stats to what happened in in South Bend where we had to throw the ball, we completely abandoned the run because it wasn't working. You know, Travis has doubled the amount of receiving yards as rushing yards. Um, but it is what it is. The the bright spot of the game, Cornell Powell absolutely abused Sean Wade all night. He ended the game with eight catches for 139 yards and two touchdowns, uh, seven catches uh, for 99 yards were on Sean Wade. Both touchdowns were on Sean Wade. And this is the same guy that says he wants Devontae Smith.
0: Yeah, I saw that. That's not going to go well for him.
2: Yeah. So, Cornell Powell, I mean, before this year, was really just a mop-up guy, uh, played sparingly, ended the year with 53 catches for 882 yards and seven touchdowns. And before the Tech game, I mean, he was playing, but he really wasn't being targeted. And after the Tech game, DJ came in and just force-fed in the ball against Boston College when we needed him. Against Notre Dame, he was the deep threat. I mean, really, after about the fourth game of the year, he just snapped, so he's he's obviously going to the Senior Bowl, and he made himself plenty of money this year.
3: You
0: think that? You think that's that's due to DJ and him probably being you know more more second team guys, so they establish a connection. When DJ comes in, he force feeds in the ball because they have that connection, and then he just becomes a reliable target.
2: No, I don't think so. I mean, he's a fifth year senior, and they talked about him during fall campus, just dominating. So. It was kind, it was, of, one it was of, those kind of just where, his year to do it. Yeah, and also by necessity, not having Justin Ross and Goda being hurt, Latson being inconsistent and then hurt, it was just like, okay, well, we went from having other guys we can rotate in the game to not having that. Yeah. So once we started to really lack depth at receiver and he started to flash, it was just kind of like, we're just going to ride the hot hand. Because yeah. we needed somebody outside of Amari to step up.
0: Yeah,
2: And speaking of Amari, only, only had 50-something yards in the game. Uh, but he finishes the year with 77 catches for 1,020 yards and seven touchdowns. So, a really solid year for both of those guys. Um, and when you consider the talent that we had uh, in sweatpants on the sidelines at receiver, uh, pretty pretty solid considering, you know, what those two did, what E.J. Williams was able to do. Um, but I think every time we go to New Orleans, um, I guess it was 2017, Bama beat us 24 to 6, Kelly Bryant looked like ass, Um, We went down there last year and played a freaking NFL team and LSU uh, second half looked like ass this year after the, after the third offensive drive looked like ass. So basically every time we go to new Orleans, we look like complete ass. So I would prefer to never go back there. Uh, The Superdome is, is not kind to us. So uh, no more sugar bowl appearances for Clemson, please. Uh, Defensively. I mean, I talked about this last week, how their defensive line on the interior was really, really good. Uh, They had a couple of defensive ends out, so I was really surprised um, at how effective they were at getting off the ball and especially getting by Jackson Carmen at left tackle. So I kind of, I guess in my recap or my preview, uh, rather, I really downplayed how deep their defensive line was just because I went and watched the games and I didn't. I didn't really see that. Yes, they're affecting the quarterback, but they're not really getting to him consistently enough to have crazy sack numbers or anything like that. So, um, you know, again, our offensive line is not a strength, but their defensive line was extremely impressive. Uh, their secondary, I mean, it is what it is. through threw for 400 yards and they knew it was coming. So, uh, happy birthday, Steve Sarkeesian, I guess. Merry Christmas, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, you know, when we were on defense, I don't think we were on defense. I think we were just kind of out there uh, just to stand there. Um, you know, I talked about how their, of- their offensive line was super physical and run blocking and how Trey Sermon had basically doubled his output in the- in the Big Ten Championship and how I kind of thought it was, you know, not a fluke, but I didn't expect him to be dominant again. I mean, as a team, they ran 44 times for 254 yards. In the second half, they weren't running to, to score. They were running to get a first down and keep draining the clock. They had no interest in scoring. They just wanted us to not have the football. So Trey Sermon, 31 carries for 193 yards and a touchdown, easily would have gone over 250 if the game would have been close. Um, Justin Fields had eight carries for 42 yards, um, pretty much all of that before James put his put the crown of his head in his ribcage. Um, you know, pass protection was an issue for, for Ohio State um, against Indiana, and especially against Northwestern, so I thought that might have been an area we could attack. You know, Brent Venables is super aggressive anyway, so it's almost like, why would we not blitz, um, especially after Justin Fields is limping around on the sidelines, can't even walk? Why are we not blitzing? So very uncharacteristic of Brent Venables in the way that we just sat back in this soft zone and let those those receivers run around behind us, um, you know, no pass rush whatsoever, no ability to get off blocks and against the run. We couldn't tackle Trey Sermon if we wanted to. I mean, he was like a greased up bull running through our defense. So, I mean, you know, we just – and the other thing I talked about during our picks was I, I said look for the sugar huddle. That was something they did last year where they would they would come out, they weren't in any hurry, they'd huddle – and then they come out of the huddle super fast and just line up and go instead of lining up, looking to the sideline, getting the checks and doing it that way. So in terms of Justin Fields, to be able to do that, you have to really know what the hell you're doing offensively. So shout out to Justin Fields. I mean, he looked. he I mean, other than the interception, he was absolutely perfect. There was nothing about that game that you would change for Justin Fields aside from one throw and a triple coverage. But so kudos to him the I mean the the game plan they had was I mean it was a thing of beauty honestly or a nightmare if you're a Clemson fan but I think that's something we'll continue to see because Brent Venables is known for you know he's going to make a call at the last second he wants to see how you're lined up he wants to because based on what packages you're in and and the tendencies you have on film that's where he really attacks you he might know your signs but he also knows your tendencies so it's one of those things where we weren't able to to get lined up because he was trying to get stuff in super late in the second half. We didn't have many of those things where we weren't lined up. We just got beat Um, one-on-one. And that's the thing that really happened. I I talked about outside of a and Wilson, there was no threats receiving the football. There's nobody else to throw to. Um, I was completely wrong. They're tight ends, uh, Ruckert and I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, They combined for three touchdowns. Uh, They didn't really have any targets outside of the red zone. Um, but they killed us over the middle. Alave had a couple over the middle. We had, I, I counted four coverage busts in a straight zone. Uh, I counted two in, in man coverage. Uh, one of them was man coverage with two high safeties over the top. And Nolan Turner just never got over the top. And uh, that was when Jamison Williams, number six, uh, went, to the, went to the house. So, you know, I mean, Trey Sermon, who was not used as a pass catcher really at all throughout the season. Uh, He ended with four catches for 61 yards. Two of those were devastating third and long catches out of the backfield. Um, So surprised to see that. And then, like I talked about, Jamison Williams had a 45-yard touchdown, uh, three catches for 62. Smith and Jigba had a few. Didn't see Julian Fleming at all, uh, but they had more weapons than I anticipated. And and another thing, just talking about their receiving threats, another thing that I was surprised with is that something we've done – somewhat throughout the season. We haven't seen a Clemson hadn't played a, a team that that is really lethal passing the ball. Especially not a team that that has multiple guys in that kind of scheme. So but something that we did see when teams were able to throw the ball on us is we would we would let our safeties play deep. We weren't walking them up in the box. We weren't trying to, you know, disguise blitzes and things like that. We were we were playing them back. And we did that a little bit against Ohio State. And, and basically, the point of that is just to keep them from taking the top off. Well, it didn't matter. That just lets you know how fast Chris Olave is. That he runs right by Darren Kendrick in man coverage. Then he runs right by Nolan Turner, who's about 20, 22 yards off the line of scrimmage. I mean, how does how does that happen? So, I talked about it last week, saying that you know I thought they would they would be able to 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 have some chunk plays, but hopefully not be able to beat us over the top consistently. Not only did they beat us over the top consistently, they basically picked their spots. They're like, huh, well, we're tired of playing offense. Let's just go ahead and score a touchdown without our defense play. I mean, it was literally almost like they just decided when they wanted to score because we couldn't cover them. We couldn't cover a, a wheelchair basketball team if we wanted to. And it's and it's very surprising just because you don't see Clemson's defense get, get exposed like that very often. I mean, it happened last year in the playoff. LSU completely exposed us. I mean, they left us with our pants down out there, but but when you look at the collection of receivers, you got you got Justin Jefferson, who's arguably had the best rookie season ever for a wide receiver in the NFL. You got Jamar Chase, who even after Devontae Smith wins the Heisman, is still considered the best receiver in this draft class. You have edwards E'Laire making a bunch of catches out of the backfield. You have Randy Moss's kid out there at tight end, flexed out, running routes for real. Terrence I mean, Marshall. LSU has some... Yeah, Terrace Marshall. LSU got some dogs, but Ohio State—I talked about it last week—they got two guys that are six foot six one. That's it. They're, they don't have—they don't have Devontae Smith. They don't have Jalen Waddle. Chris Olave is good, but they're not that good, and they made us look terrible. So I was—I was just surprised that we weren't able to limit the deep throws at all. I mean, even—even even with what Justin Fields did, there was. His first incompletion of the game was on his, like, 14th pass attempt, and he has Garrett Wilson coming down the sideline on the right hash on the numbers, and he just overthrows him. It's a touchdown if he, if he puts it on him. So it's like all the big plays they made, and they still left two or three out there to be had. So, I mean, just really, from a defensive standpoint, just embarrassing, honestly. That's, that's really the only way I can explain what happened.
1: Because I, mean, I knew that. Do you think that Ohio State's offense is that prolific or do you think they just exposed y'all?
2: I think it's a little bit of both, honestly. I mean, when you're blowing a team off the line of scrimmage, like you have to respect the run game enough to bring help from your your secondary. But then when you're also giving up passes deep over the top, you're kind of in that like scared as hell either way. It's like if if they run the ball, they're going to get 10 yards. If they throw it, they're going to get 15. You know what I mean? So you're kind of like in your own head, basically coming to terms of the fact that you have no answers. So while I think yes, Ohio State's offense is really, really good. I mean, their run game all of a sudden is elite. Not that our defensive line is is has a bunch of depth and are a bunch of world beaters like 2018, but they're they're not that bad. I mean, honestly, our defensive line is pretty pretty solid. I mean, yeah. from the starters at least. So I mean but I thought Brian Bursey actually had a pretty good game. Um, he was he was fairly disruptive getting off some blocks but by the time he gets by somebody Trey Sermon's already 5 yards down the field and nobody touched him. You know I thought I thought Miles Murphy was able to hold the edge but they really didn't run towards him. They ran towards KJ Henry who was hurt. They ran towards Justin Masquel who's just not that physical yet. So I mean it's I mean again it's just a, a good game plan by Ohio State. They knew exactly where our weaknesses were, and they just kept pounding it. So, and we couldn't do anything to stop it. We had normally Brent Venables in the second half is he finds a way to take away what you're doing best. Normally pregame he takes away what you want to do, then at halftime he takes away your second option that you've that you schemed around. And he didn't take away any options.
3: <laughs> I mean, so correct me if I'm wrong, but they huddled more than any team y'all played all year.
2: Yeah. And it was it was kind of a weird thing because they would huddle and then they would come out and look at what we were in. So then but instead of, you know, waiting really long and they would see what we're in, then look to the sideline and then snap it. It's like we're going to come out of this huddle. We're going to sprint to our spot. We're going to look at the defense and we're going to snap it. So, again, that's a credit to Justin Fields, because if you if you are not completely confident in what you're looking at, you're going to you're going to screw yourself over because they're like they're not trying to go fast. But then once they break the huddle, they're going super fast, and they alternate the tempos, and that's something that that we saw them do last year a little bit in the Fiesta Bowl. But once they started kicking field goals and they weren't able to hit the big plays passing, then they kind of had to slow themselves down. This this time they didn't slow down at all. I mean there was no there was no resistance from our defense, um, but you know. The game really wasn't even close. If you watched it, you know that. If you look at the stats, you know that. I mean, Ohio State, they their offense, I mean, they really shut it down most of the second half. Again, they weren't really trying to score necessarily. They were just trying to keep us at arm's length and kill the clock. Uh, so they are not who I thought they were. Last week, I think we were all under the impression that Ohio State may or may not have belonged in the playoff, at least didn't have the body of work to deserve it. Uh, I can absolutely unequivocally say that the number three spot in the playoff should have been Ohio State. They were they were about it. Um, and again, we knew Clemson had some deficiencies at offensive line, secondary, defensive line depth. And, and all, all those position groups were just dominated. Schematically, that's where they pointed out that's a weakness and we're going to kill it. And they did. Um, you know, championship caliber teams are built in the trenches. I mean, look at the teams that have won national championships lately. They have a combination of a couple of different things. One, a really damn good quarterback. Two, a defensive line that can put pressure on the other quarterback. It's a constant. I mean, last year in, in New Orleans against LSU, we had a good offensive line, and LSU's defense really started to ramp it up the second half of the year. They weren't that great of a unit statistically, but they had pressure on Trevor Lawrence the whole game. You know, Ohio State, pressure on Trevor Lawrence the whole game. I mean – any, any Bama team that's ever won a title, freak defensive lines. This year might be the one exception, but that's the constants. You have to have a badass quarterback and some really good defensive linemen if you want to win consistently. So and, – and Ohio State has that right now. So, you know, it's a it's a disappointing ending to, to two of the best players in Clemson history. You could argue that two of the best players in college football history and Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, I mean – you know opinions are what they are but Deshaun went out on top so i think ultimately the the legacy of Trevor Lawrence is going to be well you wanted as a freshman and we're never able to get back there cuz after his freshman year i mean we're talking about 45 and 0 this dude might never lose like Clemson's reloading and that just so it almost kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth that that not only was his last throw ever under pressure and he just threw yeah, double cup
0: i was about to say that his last pass ever was an interception
2: yeah, so not only that, but his sophomore and junior seasons just fizzled out at the end. You know, last year he had – I mean, he basically gutted us to beat Ohio State. And Justin Fields still had a chance to win it at the end, and he just didn't. Made a, made a bad read, a lot of it cut the route off. So, I mean, when you, take, when you talk about the kind of game that he had last year in the, in the semifinal – I'm not to say that you're okay with losing, but LSU is like that team. If there was a team to lose to, I'm kind of like, okay, you know, I kind of expected that. So I think what makes this one suck even worse is that I, not only did I expect us to win, but I expected us to not blow them out, but, but, but win comfortably win by a touchdown or two. So it just kind of sucks. This is how it ends for, for Trevor Lawrence, but there's, there's no, there's no doubt about it. He's, he's one of the best to ever do it in college. Um, no doubt he's going to be the number one pick despite getting, getting dogged by Justin Fields. I mean, you know, it, it is what it is, um, but I'm excited for, for what we have coming back because we had a young defense, saw glimpses of DJ playing well. So I think I think we're still a playoff caliber team, but when you lose Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne out of the backfield, it's, it's tough to have too positive of an outlook.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was a great, great end to Clemson season, if you ask me. But, (laughs) but anyways, we can hop on into a couple, a couple topics or questions or whatever you want to call them. We'll start off with, Devinny has a little trivia for us, so if you want to take it away.
3: Before we start that, Sam, I will say Jacob really enjoyed himself that night at Chili's watching that game. (laughs) (laughs) I sure did. I figured both of y'all
2: did. (laughs) <laughs> the way that the way that you've grown to despise Dabo this year,
3: I, I mean, no. I I'll, I'll say this: I, I'm not I'm not ever gonna like you know fully hate Clemson. I don't think I can. I don't care for Dabo, uh, and so I was I was I was enjoying seeing him get humbled a little bit. Will that humble him? I don't know. Hopefully so, but like I hate that for a kid like Trevor because I, I don't hate Trevor or anything, but you know it is what it is.
2: Uh, I think I, just, I think Trevor is going to be fine. I think he's going to yeah. be okay.
3: Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I'm just saying, you know, like I, he's he's obviously a good kid and plays the game the right way. So, I mean, I don't know. Jacob hates him or whatever. So that's fine. So, <laughs> but I I, I, I hate Davo. So, yeah, I mean, it
2: is what it is. Trevor's pretty good at football. We'll miss him, but uh, he's he's about to go
1: secure the bag. Uh,
3: all right, Devaney, you can take us take us away.
1: All right. <clears throat> Yeah, Dabo kind of ate his words.
2: 100%. Um,
1: but anyway, um, so this is just a question uh, or some stats that I came across on Twitter. Y'all probably seen this or not. I don't know. Um, but I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, these are two – the stats i about to give over two quarterbacks at Power 5 schools – You definitely know both of these quarterbacks. You know, it's not like it's not like damn Utah or, you know, Vandy or, you know, just like the lower power five teams. Like these are two two, like prevalent power five teams that you hear about all the time. All right. The first QB, 127 touchdowns in his career 63 completion percentage. Eight games with four more passing touchdowns, six games with 400 plus total yard games, 200 or five 200 plus passer rating games, eight wins against top 25 opponents. He started 44 games. The second quarterback, 93 total touchdowns, 59 career completion two games with only four passing touchdowns, one game over 400 total yards, two games over 200-plus rating, and only five wins against top 25 teams and also started the same amount of games. Any any, just – what's the first names that come to y'all when y'all see that without looking it up like you all are right now?
2: I mean the, the first name that, that just immediately comes to my mind, I know it's not right because the game started, but Kyle Trask because he had so many 400 yard passing games he had five straight four touchdown games this year. I mean, I don't know what his completion percentage was. He might I don't think he got to 127 career touchdowns, but that's the first name that that jumps out at me. but so I guess
3: I'm I might have missed this. These are quarterbacks from this season.
1: No, this is their, this is their career played these both of these quarterbacks have started 44 games so they started pretty much their whole college career yeah oh, this shit. is this is almost
3: a better part of four straight like, years Yeah, 44 yeah
1: these stars. names have been around and they
3: played this year yes
0: I think I think I know the one with 93 total touchdowns because of a tweet that I saw from Johnny Menzel. is that is that the right school? Texas A&M I don't, is it, I don't is, know. It, is it is it Kellamond
1: mm. what the 90, yeah Kellamond's yeah. the 93 cuz i just
0: saw Johnny Johnny Manzo had 93 touchdowns i think and he
2: congratulated Kellamond for something speaking of that so uh Trevor Lawrence went over 10,000 yards in our bowl game and i saw that um, when they were when Texas A&M was playing UNC that uh, Kellen Mond went over I think I think it was nine thousand yards to become the school's all-time career leader in passing yards, and I was just like, "Wow, it's kind of amazing that Texas A&M." I mean, I can't really think of any legit quarterbacks they've had, but it's just strange to think that they haven't had anybody blow it out of the water statistically. Yeah, I guess Johnny Football wasn't there, but two years as a starter. So yeah.
0: But for the as for the other guy, I'm not really sure.
2: Uh, he snapped. I can tell you that much. Yeah, I yeah. a
3: sixty-three percent completion percentage is what, starters.
2: is what sticks out to me. I mean, if you're if you're at two-thirds or higher career, you you, you went crazy.
1: Is it ACC in, in or in
3: SEC? Do- uh, the one
1: twenty-seven is Big Twelve. Huh. So it must be Ellinger. Yep. Wow okay oh um, that's, that's why when i saw this on and they were comparing both of them i would have thought keller
3: well also sam good. sam's got hella rushing touchdowns they'll get they'll get inside the the five and run like a just, just a little yeah. midline option he just runs it right behind us, guys yeah
0: the
3: passer rating yeah. gains is what's what's surprising though just because
2: I, I you don't when I think of Sam Ellinger I think of Tebow I don't think of an efficient passer you know right. what I mean yeah
3: yeah the sixty three percentage completions that's
2: solid that's solid yeah, when I think of Sam Ellinger I would have thought 55, 60 maybe oh yeah kind of surprising yeah. though but he I mean
1: also he, eight
0: four pass four eight games with four passing touchdowns you
1: know also also and. Uh, Since both of them have been starting quarterback, A&M only has one more win in Texas. Not
2: surprising. They've been – Wait,
0: A&M has more wins than Texas? In the
1: past four years, I think they have one more win. Dang. I feel like they've both been
2: eight and four, nine and three, have a ten-win season here and there. Yeah. Like, neither of them have blown it out of the water, but neither of them have been completely terrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, that was cool little trivia. But I guess we can talk about the Heisman winner. Devontae Smith becomes the fourth wide receiver to win the Heisman, joining Tim Brown, Johnny Rogers, and Desmond Howard. Uh, He probably has the best, like, pure receiving stats out of all those guys, to be honest. Because Desmond Howard, I mean, he was a a return man, um, which helped him win that a lot. But, I mean – it was cool to see a, a non-quarterback win the award again.
1: Yeah, For sure. I wish that was more of an occurrence.
2: I w- and, and the other thing about the Heisman is, y'all remember the last time we had a defensive player that was a finalist? Yeah.
1: Y'all remember um, who that was? It was, um, what's-his-face or Michigan. When was that- it not Chase Young? I no, it wasn't Drew Mont- broke Monte
0: Monte Mont- was was up there, I think.
2: The last one I can think of being at the ceremony is, like, one of the final three or four guys so it was Sue. And that's, like, 07, from Nebraska. It's really
3: been that long? I think. Gabriel real in there? I don't remember no.
2: him being in there. Could it be ain't wrong. been that long. I'm talking about, like, a finalist sitting there, not like a finalist yeah. you finished seventh in the Heisman. I'm
3: no, 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 idea. a finalist at the ceremony.
2: Could be wrong. That's the last one I can remember, like, a true straight-up defensive player.
0: Yeah, it says Monte Tao came in – or finished second behind Johnny Menzo.
2: Okay, nice. I guess like that gets lost in the whole faking a girlfriend. Yeah, no
0: he miss- kind of he kind of messed all that up. But. That was in
2: 2012, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But well, yeah, I mean, b- back to the point though, it's just refreshing not to see a quarterback win it. I mean, because Devontae Smith, he stuffed the stat sheet for sure. But as a as a quarterback, I mean, there's. There's some easy yards to be had if you have good players around you. But as a receiver, like if you, if you, if you gain, you know, what does he have? Like 1, 16, 1700 yards? Probably more than that. I guess yeah, 6,
0: 1600, better. I think. Hold up. I can,
2: I mean, either yeah, way, yeah, like
0: 105 catches for 1600 yards and 20 touchdowns just receiving.
2: That's ridiculous. Yeah. He's open every play.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, Desmond Howard receiving had 62 receptions for 985 yards and 19 touchdowns. But he also had some rushing yards and had a bunch of return yards. So, that's why I said Devontae probably has, is, has the best stats for a pure receiver in Heisman history.
2: But. Mm. He went crazy. I, I don't think that was a shock to any of us, though. No. I think we can all agree he was probably the most deserving.
0: Yeah. For Absolutely. Sure. And and I mean the thing about that is you know Waddle went down early and so teams know that they're trying to get Devonte Smith the ball and the dude was still wide open every single play.
2: Yeah, he's been he's literally been open since August.
0: <laughs> you
2: he's, skater, he's been
0: open since since the the Natty against Georgia. <laughs>
1: yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Um... <laughs> <laughs> did y'all did y'all see
2: what Steve Spurrier said about that?
0: Yeah. I saw that. They, oh,
2: they yeah. asked, they, they asked that man what he thought about Devontae Smith, and he's going on about how you know impressive Devonte Smith's season has been, and he's like, and I just think back to when he's a freshman and they got second and twenty six, and they they're running this weak cover two with the safety in the middle of the field and let him run right
3: by him. What a stupid call! And I'm yeah, like, he's talking. He got into like this like two minute discussion about how that coverage made no sense and how stupid it was. I was he like, hates damn, Georgia, yo.
0: dude. He hates Georgia.
3: I, I thought just, it
2: was funny. I was like, you, they didn't even ask you about this, and this is where this goes. Yeah. You worried about a cover two they ran three years ago.
0: Yeah one of one of my favorite quotes from him was was that he likes playing Georgia the second game of the season because you yeah. can always count on them to have at least <laughs> at least two or three key guys suspended. So.
1: Oh, I remember that. You know, what's scary though. This is Smith, Devonte Smith, and Najee Harris are going to be. One of the best running backs and court, uh, receivers they've had. Devontae Smith, I mean,
2: statistically, he's the best receiver that's ever played in the SEC. Yeah. Uh, you can make an argument yeah. for other guys, but statistically speaking, he, I mean, he's not at He's got all got of them. All of them. Yeah. all of them. Yeah.
0: He's a beast. And Najee Harris is a beast, too. I mean, he came in and sat for a while. And, you know, I think people were kind of unsure if he would ever live up to that number one prospect hype and then he definitely did. He did
2: yeah he did he was a beast yeah. but in fairness to be the devil's advocate again uh he's he's never lacked an nfl offensive line that's true but then again i mean derrick henry had one mark ingram had one oscarborough had one most of these guys bama puts in the league at running back they have good nfl careers yeah so i mean it is what it is
0: yeah i guess uh I guess before we move on we can or I guess I can dive in a little bit to you know if you, if you follow South Carolina football at all you know it's been kind of a shit show um, today especially with Auburn poaching a lot of our football staff. Um, Mike Bobo the offensive coordinator and Will Friend the very recently hired offensive line coach have now taken positions at Auburn. Um, this is about a week maybe less than a week after the board uh, accepted their contracts yeah. so it's, it's kind of a weird thing to have you know I don't know Beamer said that he wanted to have uh, Bobo on staff even if he wasn't already on staff that would have been one of his calls to make but part of me thinks he was handcuffed because because Bobo was already already had had signed a, a two-year contract um. So he was kind of handcuffed by the money there, and then you know he let Bobo go out and hire his buddy as offensive line coach, um, so that he could have things the way he wanted them. And then he just up and leaves for Auburn. They teamed up, just dipped together. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but now Auburn has Mike Bobo at OC, well friend at offensive line coach, uh, Brian McClendon, the former offensive coordinator for South Carolina as a wide receivers coach and Traveris Robinson, former defensive coordinator at South Carolina as their DB's coach. So it's just, they got the whole staff going on over there. Um, But I don't know, man, people are freaking out because, you know, the staff is now half empty uh, and workouts are coming up. The early enrollees are on campus and, they don't know who their offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, offensive line, defensive line coaches are, which I mean sucks for sucks for those kids. But I guess you got to trust Beamer that he'll make some good hires. Um, I don't really know who's who's up, who's next in line for these positions. To be completely honest, a lot of talk again about Garrett Riley from SMU and bringing his offensive line coach with him. I don't know how much how much fires behind that. Um, but yeah, I, I have no idea. Defensive coordinator search keeps going on. Uh, Derek Mason, the former head coach of Vanderbilt, who actually just accepted a job at Auburn as well, was very close to signing a contract to be the defensive coordinator in Columbia, and then I guess he got he got the job offer from Auburn. For, Wait, so
3: none of these guys, Auburn's having to pay y'all for?
0: Yeah, they're having they're paying us. Uh, Two hundred thousand for Bobo and one hundred thousand for Will Friend. Sheesh! Auburn just forking it over, yeah. And Bobo's contract—I don't know if this is completely official yet, but from what I've heard, his contract is three years, two million dollars per
3: year. This firing Gus on cost them way more money than they could have ever imagined. I think. I don't because... know where.
0: I don't know where all this. I mean, they have some. Very oh. good donors because hey, they're, they're, they're forking out money like it just
3: they've done know, very they've trees. done very well in reaching donors, but also their donors control their football program. So that's also not good.
2: Well the other thing is I'm sitting here thinking about how ridiculous it is to give Mike Bobo anywhere near that kind of money.
3: <laughs> what all of think of a sudden about for what? the dudes
2: that funded it, think about the guys that funded it. Were they thinking this is it this is outstanding? Yeah, this is this is the best thing that could happen with my two million dollars. It's probably
3: Are the same really guys that wanted to hire Kevin Steele. Yeah, probably.
2: So this is a this is a fun fact. Um, you know who the the second highest paid or the tied for the highest paid assistant coach in college football was this year?
3: Uh,
0: is it someone on? You just said his name.
3: It's Kevin Steele.
2: Yep. it's a tie. Steve Sarkisian makes two and a half million dollars. Kevin Steele also made two and a half million dollars this year.
3: <laughs> For what?
0: At least, at least Steve Sarkeesian made his money a little bit. Wait, but... these are his buddies.
3: Could if his, these are his buddies? Couldn't his buddies just hand him like you know cash under the table or something like that? That's basically who's paying him. Yeah, I, they're going in a weird know. way of hooking their friend up with money.
0: I don't know. Where Auburn has all this money, or why they have all this money, or why they're spending it on on guys that are coming off of a, a two and eight team in South Carolina. But here's I mean, my thing. It's, it's here's almost, my thing. I'm surprised, Bobo, I'm surprised they didn't hire Will Muschamp as def- defensive coordinator. If I'm being completely
3: honest with you. How long has Mike Bobo been around? A long time. All wow. of a sudden, he's worth two and a half million a year <laughs> or two million a year. What he do? Hand the ball off to Kevin Harris. You ain't gonna have Kevin, yeah. Kevin Harris. You got tank though.
0: I you think got maybe. 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 Hopefully. If he doesn't if he doesn't go in the portal, which there are there are substantial rumors that he's going to, but who knows?
3: Well hell. He's looking at all the money getting tossed around at these coaches. He got no idea who they are. And it's like,
2: dog. Yeah, I mean it's me and Sam. He's relying on his, he, his checks about to get smaller because theirs got bigger.
3: Yeah. Damn, I just took a pay cut so we could hire damn Bobo for two 40
2: million a year. <laughs>
0: Yeah, me and Sam were talking about it before we started recording, and it's crazy that Kevin Steele made more money than Brent Venables.
2: Which after the last showing of Brent Venables, it's almost like, well, eh. but
3: well, – I mean, you go by track you can, Yeah, you go by track record and a body of work. <laughs> yeah,
2: the, the, the resume of, of Kevin Steele is um, very lackluster.
3: Dog, that's straight up who you know right there. Yeah. Right. I mean, Sarkeesian, I get it. I need better friends. Yeah. Let me tell you, <laughs> ain't none of my friends paying me two and a half million to be here.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think the kicker is with Bobo leaving. He went to Beamer, or this is, you know, this this is just what I heard. This could be completely false, so you know, take it for what it is. But went to Beamer and told him he had a, he had an offer from Auburn, and Beamer just said to just go ahead and take it because he wants guys at South Carolina that actually want to be at South Carolina. So yeah. that, led to, that led to Bobo being kind of butthurt about it because he didn't necessarily want to uproot his family. He wanted a, a pay raise from from Beamer, but Beamer wasn't going to do that. Yeah. So, now, I mean, so now he's telling Auburn to try to
3: go after Des Kitchings, our running back coach. So, I mean, this kind of thing happens when you're putting together staff. Like when we hired Jeff, he, brought, he was bringing along his defensive line coach, and I don't know, I can't remember what his name was, but last minute all of a sudden he took a job at Minnesota. And Jeff hired Marco Coleman, which I think we ended up getting a steal because he's a hell of a coach. And uh, it's just like all of a sudden he he Jeff was like, "If people don't want to be here, I don't want them here."
0: Yeah, so, and I mean I that's that shit for- happens,
3: but this is crazy the way it's happening to y'all to one school. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, especially for South Carolina's sake, they need they need people that want to be there that are that are willing to be there for you know kind of. Kind of a long time to, to turn the things around, but,
2: but okay, they also need kind to of be. Warm. They need to be good coaches too, though, which yeah, for sure are not in abundance.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So he's gonna have to make make a good hire. Some I don't know, I don't know where he's gonna look or, or who he's gonna go for, but we'll see. The yeah. yeah, It's gonna the be coaching pool is too. very Dude, interesting. There's they've openings, been talking but... about that a little bit, and I just, sheesh that
3: would that would just not be good. The openings are there but the talent pool right now is not necessarily there like kind of you know taking stretches when you're hiring coaches like if we fire our OC, i think we'll be taking a stretch could it work out hopefully but i mean there ain't just a whole lot of sure fire go get well, this yeah guy. i mean
0: that's yeah that's definitely true because i mean if you think about it there are positions open open at you know defensive coordinator at michigan at texas there's, there's nfl happening.
3: jobs out the ass
0: yeah just all so. all sorts of different, yeah. And by the way, what has has there been any more heat behind uh, Corey Dennis? Well,
3: we have not made a move yet, and it was pretty clear that there was going to be a move being made. So I don't know what the what the weight would be. Other than and other than he's still coaching. Other than he's still coaching, yeah. And I mean, he's it, got a national championship to play for. I mean, hey, everybody heard it here first. If it happens, if it happens, I still think we'll make a move. Um. I think that's what we're waiting. Otherwise, we would have already made a move because there's only two teams still playing. Yeah. And I really maybe are to- just waiting on Bobo. Yeah, we're we're waiting on Bobo to get his contract there, and then we're gonna turn around and pay him three and a half million. <laughs> he's gonna make more than Jeff. <laughs> and then we're gonna bring Kevin Steele and we're gonna pay him 72 million dollars for four years. Cause Kevin Steele's he deserves really worth- it. Yeah. yeah deserves I was about it. to
2: say I think he's worth every penny of that.
3: Well,
0: I guess we can uh, hop into the one pick, the national championship pick for this, for this year. Um, Sam, if you want to go ahead and preface that.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, like Sid just said, there's a there's really there's two teams left playing. Um, one of them, I think we expected from the beginning to be here in Bama. The other, um, until until last Friday, I don't know if any of us necessarily thought that they. They belonged, or really knew what to expect, frankly. Uh, so we got Vama and Ohio State. I think I think this is a really intriguing matchup. Uh, just when you look at, you know, you look at personnel, and then you look at how things are going to be schemed. It's, I it's I, it should be a
3: shootout, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I I I think it seeing the way Ohio State played kind of changed my mind about how the game's going to go a little bit. Like, I thought – first of all, obviously, I thought y'all were going to win, but I thought y'all were going to win kind of in a dominating fashion. Not like you just straight kick their ass, but by a score or two, like seven points or 14. But, like, after seeing the way they played, their offense looked completely different than the way they've been playing some recent games. I don't know. I feel like they can give Alabama a little bit of a game, but I still feel like Bama's just they're, – they're, they're the LSU of last year, as in they're just on a different planet than other teams in college football, so.
0: Devaney, what you got?
1: Um, I mean, obviously, I'm picking Alabama. <laughs> I mean, I don't – if anything, it's going to be a shootout like the SEC championship. But, I mean, part of me also thinks that Ohio State had a, you know – a lot of anger towards Clemson, all stemming from last year. Um, that was a game on their schedule, or it came on their schedule. If They played them again. They're going to take it a lot more serious, and whatever. I think that's the best game we're ever going to see from Ohio State. I don't think we're going to see that again. I guess Alabama.
2: It would be it would be very hard for them to play any better.
1: That's what I'm saying. I don't. I know so, emotions, not a lot of football, but a lot of emotion. Was going into the game preparation practice, everything that week against Clemson. I don't.
3: So, if Alabama comes out not flat, but just playing mediocre football, is that level of Ohio State, what they played, is that good enough? If you think that's their best team, is that good enough to beat an okay
1: Alabama team? I mean, yeah. yeah. If they come out flat and Ohio State play, I mean, because Ohio State's been hot the past two games, they rolled in the Big Ten game. And they rolled against Clemson. So if they come out hot again, and Alabama doesn't, I mean they absolutely can steal this game. But if Alabama I mean, comes out hot, yeah. When I just offense, I'm worried.
3: Know? I'm I'm worried Justin Fields is going to kind of come out and play like he did against the, in the first half against Northwestern, just kind of, yeah. meh. Yeah. You
2: know? Well, here here's here's my thing to piggyback off Davini's point a little bit. I feel like a lot of Ohio State's season was revenge against Clemson, or you know avenging that loss last year because they were so pissed off about how their season ended. Yeah. So it's kind of like you go into the season, not knowing that you're going to play Clemson. They're obviously not on our schedule, but I think we all know we're probably going to run through the ACC. I think we all know they're going to run through the big 10. So it's inevitable that we're going to end up in the playoff together or almost inevitable. So it's like the culmination of their season was playing Clemson and getting to, getting to absolutely destroy Dabo Sweeney for talking all that shit.
1: Yeah justin Fields true.
2: probably has a broken rib too. He probably doesn't feel great right now. Let's just be honest. So it's almost like did you know that was their that was their peak. That's that's what the whole season was about was destroying Clemson and getting back on top. It's like what do you have left in the tank? So schematically what they did against us was completely different than anything they did all season. It's almost like they knew they didn't need to play Penn State with that with that level of preparation. They knew they didn't need to show anything against Northwestern. Yes, Fields looked off for two or three games during the season, but I think we all know Justin Fields is a really good quarterback. It's just a matter of is he elite or is it the system? So I, ha- I have a lot of doubts that Ohio State is going to be able to come out and play with that level of I mean that they were ju- they were not only focused but they executed perfectly. So, I feel like when you give up 400 yards passing to a team, you know is going to throw the ball. Sean Wade wants Devonte Smith, so Devontae Smith's going for at least 250 and four touchdowns. I mean, <laughs> I just there don't are think there's anybody.
3: Reasons. I don't think there's anybody that can there, cover Devontae Smith in college football. So, at that point, there's almost could, four, there's almost 14 points right there. You
2: couldn't cover the dude with the blanket. No, I mean you literally couldn't. So it's almost like. There are a lot of ways that I could talk myself into picking Ohio State out of like, well, they kicked our ass. So it's like it's kinda like twenty eighteen. We talked about the Bama team as being the greatest team ever. And then, you know, Clemson got in the playoffs and destroyed them. Is it the same thing where the media just blows Bama and then, you know, they barely beat Florida? Blah, blah, blah. Like are they really that much better than everybody else, like the media says? So it's it's one of those scenarios for me, but I just so, as much as I want to talk myself into picking Ohio State, I just can't. I just I just can't.
0: Yeah, I mean, to go pretty much off what y'all said, um, I think Ohio State pulled out kind of everything they had in in the, the game against Clemson. They didn't really look like that team. I mean, you know, throughout the season. I, I, I also didn't watch a whole lot of Ohio State games, but I feel like, I mean, that's that's the best team they've put out on the field yet. And now Bama has all that tape to, you know, study up on. And so I don't see it going, going that well for him, but I mean, Ohio state surprised us against Clemson. So you never know, but <clears throat> I did have an interesting idea since this is the last game that we're picking. Um, is in first with 171 points. I'm in second with 170, Sid's in third with 168 and Sam is in fourth with 159. So, Obviously, most of us are going to take Alabama in this game, but to make it interesting, I was thinking we, we could do score predictions. Closest one to the to the correct score gets some kind of bonus points. Ten points. Ten <laughs> points might be a little might be a little stiff, right there.
3: There's no There's no incentive for Sam to be in it.
1: Take the L. Just pick Ohio State. And if they That's win. Just... Then...
0: I think we should do that. I think the score thing is a, a cool idea.
1: Yeah, because <laughs>
3: – <laughs> I mean, I'll take it.
1: Would you have brought that up if you were winning? Probably not. Maybe. I mean, I brought, just, up, but...
3: I brought it up earlier. So, I brought up some type of idea earlier. But, look, <laughs> dude, the, the,
0: the, the point of the pick'em is to pick the team you think is going to win. I think Alabama going to win, but
3: it does me no good. Oh, so, Devinny doesn't want to do it because he's winning. So basically, right. all he has to do is you know, pick just y'all, like y'all us. Doing,
1: y'all want to yeah. change it how we do it in the last week. But Maybe. there's and nothing
3: we can. It's the last game of the season. You there's might there's nothing well we, we can do. do there's other. There's no other games. There's no other. There's one game. So everything we, we might as well just not done this.
0: Yeah. If yeah, if we're, all pick, <laughs> we're all gonna pick. We're all gonna pick the same anyway. So you might as well not even pick no, no, teams, unless there's some right. other
1: some. So other just go ahead and pick Ohio State.
3: So I can be wrong. You don't think they're gonna win?
1: You want to win points? Pick Ohio State. If they win, you win. If Alabama so I'm gonna, wins, we lost so I'm gonna
0: pick a team.
1: Pick yeah, yeah, honey, have, the I'm point
0: gonna, of the pick 'em is to pick the team you think's gonna
3: you think's gonna win.
1: But in this last game, if you want to win out of everybody in points, it's not like that's not the point of it.
3: This sounds like, like you're in the lead and you don't want to possibly to lose. <laughs> to upset All
0: right, them. who wants to do the closest to the score gets a bonus point? Say Aye. Aye. I.
2: I don't care because I can't win.
0: <laughs> hey sam we'll
3: i give heard you 15, right there. sam we'll throw it 15 bonus points so if you get the score you win
2: <laughs> all i have to do is hit it right on
3: yeah
1: i i'm down fuck it i mean of course you're down i mean is, i know y'all are gonna be down all so well, right well if y'all want to do that then go first
3: you're so upset i'll go first i'm going 41 17 alabama
1: well how close how close does it have to be to get bonus points?
3: The closest score. The closest score.
1: This is the closest score?
3: Yes. I'm going 41-17, Alabama. How many points? <laughs> <God, laughs> <one. How>
1: many- <laughs> Your how SEC many- bias is showing. <laughs> how many points? How many bonus points?
0: 15. One. To me. Well, one one only helps me.
1: So four, so it has a chance.
0: Yes, I like that one. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> hey, we're just trying to make it interesting, okay?
2: Yeah, I'm sure. I don't think people listening care about all this, honestly.
0: I mean, probably not, but
2: you know, anything- I, don't, I don't care.
3: I don't care about it either because I'm so far behind. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. I mean, we don't have to do it if you don't want. Yeah, Devinny's throwing a little, no, no, little hissy his, no, his I'll be you twice. He's, he's poop on our parade. So I'll we'll be just... you
1: twice. Let's do it.
3: Okay. All right. I'm trying to think of so, a, a Dave, good score. You you said you already told us. No, no, That wasn't my score. It's on – it's recorded. We have <laughs> yeah, record of it. I can like record me saying another one because I, I was joking.
0: I'm thinking – I'm thinking 38-28. All, right,
3: All right, I'm going to go forty-two,
1: twenty-seven. 27 Alabama. Both you Alabama? Okay. Yes
0: you going to pick Ohio State? I think you should.
1: So 38 28 and 41 27. 42 27. 42 27.
0: I'll put them on here.
3: Did you delete everything else? No. Uh, okay. It's just way over. Okay. Okay. I see it.
1: Sam 38 zero. <laughs> <laughs> So we're getting points for the Okay. So eight total points. Thirty-eight mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> zero. Sam, if you're spot on with that, you win.
2: Oh yeah. I'll give you my computer. <laughs> yeah, because I've been I've been so dead on. All year with my picks.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, that's why you don't give a shit at this last one, right? Hey, but to it's, be honest. It's almost, it's almost like I'm a whole week behind y'all.
0: To be honest, though, you're only one, one game record-wise, one game behind me.
3: I'm only two ahead of y'all. Yeah. And I'm in third place. It's a broken <laughs> system. Horseshit. Hmm. We're
0: looking up Vegas bets, Davini. Just pick one. <laughs> this man's searching the web. I can see. I can see your screen lighting up. This man's he's, searching the web. He's
3: running like simulated. He's running like simulated <laughs> hey, games.
1: Hey, hey y- y'all wanted to add this, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna make sure I don't blow my my victory on the out of the whole year on this one. Hey, day.
3: Jacob, he's like running simulated games right now.
1: <laughs> like he just he he's not he's estranging it i'm going into the future
0: he's on ncaa 14 just running sims just
1: play yeah just playing <laughs> running
0: sim
3: games devontae smith five touchdowns <laughs> 320 yards <laughs> an ncaa uh, game would end up like 72 to 25 so <laughs> so what do you <sighs> so what just guess the score <laughs>
2: Jacob's going to have to edit out like 20 minutes of DaVinny clicking and going.
3: Um, um,
0: I, I, don't, um, I don't know if I'm going to have time to edit this, to be honest with you. So it's just
3: going to just put it out there. <laughs> they can listen to who's, whoever they is. Not sure there's a they, but if there is a they, they can listen to all this shit. They're not getting this far. <laughs> all right, Davini. Just uh, you know, throw something off the hip. Just first reaction, bam, score.
1: 45-32 Bama. Okay.
2: I'm going Bama, 38-26. Uh, there's always some weird scores in games like this. So I'm tempted to say like 39 to 25 or something weird, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go that extreme. So 38-26, Bama.
0: All right. Well, there it is. Now now we wait and see who is crowned the champion of the pick'em.
1: I am crowned already.
3: Uh I mean y'all wanted to
1: add this BS the last game of the year to give y'all losers a chance.
3: Vinny, you sound really upset about this now.
1: Y'all are just sore losers. That's all it is. If if you win, you can't take the L.
0: You're just being a sore winner.
1: Well, yeah, it's adding, not
0: over. We're gonna we're gonna, gonna pick it.
2: the Reese's bowl too. We're gonna pick between the East and the West. <laughs> Don't worry.
0: You're so scared that you're gonna lose this. But so I, with that yeah, with that great. being said, with that being said, you can stop talking now. With that being said, um I had the mm. best record last week. So I guess I get some time to speak. Here. Sure. Um but you know go ahead
3: and tell us how much you hate Auburn for a minute. Enjoy oh yeah! How excited?
2: You worry about us losing? Yeah, in blowout fashion. <laughs> First
0: of all, screw Auburn, poaching the whole <laughs> staff. Screw Mike Bobo, just being a. I don't even know. I don't even know how to, what what to say about that. It's just, I mean, it's it's business, but at the same time, you know, I heard that he had just got done telling everybody that he's he's gonna be there. He wants to be there and all that stuff. So, that sucks for all the guys on the team. Um, a lot of them have voiced the, their their disappointment in the decision that he made um but you know on to the next one hopefully we get get a guy that's that's not one of the sec bounce around guys because i'm tired of that but you know here we go for another another offensive coordinator search Uh, on another note yes i was very glad that clemson lost to ohio state in ass kicking fashion it was great to see um to see trevor lawrence throw a pick on his last on his last throw ever at Clemson was also very nice. Um, but, you know, since New Year started, I haven't hated him as much. One, because he got his ass kicked, and two, because he's not at Clemson anymore. So it is what it is. Uh, I guess this means that Clemson should be ranked, I mean, at least 12 in the postseason rankings, at least. So if Ohio State was 11, they should be at least 12 or maybe 15. twelve. 12 would have kept it close. Maybe maybe fifteen, maybe out of the top twenty five. I mean, at this
3: rate, top twenty five.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I can't believe a, the eleventh ranked team made it into the playoff. Anyways, but anyways, um, you know, I was I was hoping Georgia would lose, but that kicker freaking boomed one. So I guess congrats to them. J T Daniels actually looks like the real deal. Unfortunately, but I will be a Georgia fan um, when they play Clemson at the beginning of next year.
3: Ooh, so. so it'll be it'll be two b two.
0: So yeah, it'll be so. two Clemson
3: fans and two Georgia fans. All right, where are we watching this game? Who's the other Clemson fan?
1: Sid, are you riding with us? Oh, fuck yeah, we're all going. We're all going to the game. I don't care. What yeah, let's else. just all go. Yeah, let's we'll do just it. All go. What day let's is it? it? it y- you it have a home game. You're coming.
3: I have a home game. So wait, is it at Clemson? It's in it's Charlotte. In Charlotte. <laughs> I think our game is like a three thirty game too. No, maybe a noon game. I don't know if I can make it boys. Well, I'll,
2: I'll, I'll go. Well, I, have a, I have a gut feeling. I have a gut feeling it's going to be game day at 730.
3: I have a gut feeling I'm not positive, but that's just my hunch. <laughs> Jacob, I may be going back to Chili's and watching that game.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, that's really all I have to say. Um, you know. I trust in in Shane Beamer. Where we keep picking up some transfer guys. Hopefully they, they work well with depth and all that stuff. But Oh, yeah, y'all
3: got Amarian. We forgot that. One yeah. Tech got, guy going to, to, to Carolina. Yep.
0: Over over the New Year's when Sid and I were on our Disney trip. Um, just us two. Just yep, together. Just, just us two together. <laughs> <laughs> but South Carolina picked up transfer wide receiver Amarian Brown from Georgia Tech. A little speedy guy with pretty much the same measurables as Shai Smith. But a lot faster. So hopefully he can fill that role. Um, but yeah, that's really all I have to
1: say. Dang, I'm surprised there's no talk about next year's our year.
0: That's you, we're, bro.
1: We are waiting on you to say that. I'm never going to say that because I that's, see it so much on Twitter. That's,
0: yeah, that's all I see on Twitter is I, I un- unfinished business. And that's, that's my favorite one it. now. I uh, hate we hate have it. unfinished Re- business. Revenge, Revenge Michelle, Michelle.
3: <laughs> Nick Chubb. All them boys unfinished business
1: I see it so much I feel like I say it I went I went through a uh, like tweets a minute ago looking
2: for the trivia answer <laughs> and I saw a tweet that said that I didn't uh, like numbers it. numbers one through seven are losing their quarterback and top skill player it's a perfect setup and this is our year <laughs> yeah baby
0: <laughs> it's Georgia's year I can't say it because again he's not denying it because he knows exactly liked, what I'm liked, talking
1: about I liked it because of the stats. Oh yeah, that's why. Not because yeah. it's Five a ten teams are losing their quarterbacks. They are. I mean, let's, I mean let's be honest. JT
3: in- could be the real deal, but he's also played Missouri, Kentucky. You also need a better running back we, than Zeus.
2: <laughs> we know about as much about JT Daniels as we do about DJ. Yeah. That's not true.
3: Well I mean how
2: DJ DJ threw for four forty on a playoff team. That's yeah, not DJ- a playoff team. They're well, better technically. Teams than I mean, did they play in the against? playoff? <laughs> they they play in the playoff. And they didn't deserve. To be okay, used. so they were a playoff team. Okay, <laughs> they <got done>. perfect. <laughs> they Thank got you called. for making okay, my point. Okay, okay,
0: on. okay. okay. Let me let me end,
1: me Y'all end Y'all up. Let me end up. This is good content, Jacob.
2: <laughs> not a playoff team. But did is, they play in the playoff? They had a little patch on their jersey, if I remember
3: correctly. They they don't.
1: I'm saying they don't. They didn't deserve to be a playoff team.
3: Is Missouri a playoff team? No. Mississippi State. Was Cincinnati a
1: playoff team? Cincinnati's defense was. But did they at, play at in the playoff? <laughs>
2: you're, you're missing the whole thing about being a playoff team. You have to play in the playoff.
1: I, I, I realize that. I'm saying they didn't deserve to be there.
3: I mean, for Cincinnati was also missing their top defensive players. They were missing like two guys, they're missing one of them. They're missing a D lineman and a guy in their secondary.
1: I'm saying that's the best defense he's seen all year. Yeah, Here for 400 yards.
0: Yes, a group of five team.
1: It probably could have beat half of the ranked teams in college football.
0: Maybe,
2: maybe not. I don't. I don't dispute the Cincinnati's a good team. Notre Dame probably would have beat them though.
1: I mean, who did Notre Dame play besides y'all? Uh, North Carolina, um, four loss I mean, team.
2: Yeah, but they they had, they had lost 3,500 yards of offense and
1: were, I mean, and seven minutes saw, away from beating a the They what? They still had four losses on the year. They're eight and four. Yeah. That is correct.
3: It's the same thing about saying, but they're not a playoff team. Notre Dame was a playoff team.
1: I mean, yes, literally they were, but they
3: didn't – I mean, they got dogs. Okay. North Carolina played. also literally lost – 3,500 yards of production to get their fourth loss.
1: Yeah, but with that production, they lost to teams they shouldn't have lost to and almost lost to Wake Forest, who got dogs by Wisconsin.
3: We can sit here and go Wisconsin through this team. Sucks. This team almost lost to this team, and this team almost lost to this team, which yeah. also lost to this team this, this year more than any of them. You could
1: say that. I mean, yeah, you can say anything, but I'm just like Clemson, Clemson gets hyped every year and then they. Shouldn't bet against Ohio State. They, they, win, two, they every, win two national every year. championships. He
3: went to national championships. What?
1: We should debate every year? What? I mean, y'all do. Y'all do get hyped every year. How many
3: national championships they got in the past six years? They got two. Two for six is a hell of a lot better than 0 for six.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm just saying this year, especially. They were they weren't as good as everybody thought they were, and Ohio State. And you know, I, I don't disagree with that. This was
2: a, uh, you know, when the expectation becomes national championship every year, and you don't win it. Yeah, I mean, this this team probably wasn't as strong as the one last year. I mean, I uh, guess certainly you, you wasn't could also as, strong as the one in eighteen.
0: You could say the same thing about Georgia though. Is they're always hyped up and they they do always shit the bed.
2: I mean,
1: yeah, you can say that. <laughs>
0: They shit the bed more than Clemson does usually, and that's coming from me who hates Clemson.
1: Yeah. But they Yo, we, play. we had a whole so verb for it. SEC. They play yeah. Alabama for a championship game. We play
2: Alabama for championship games too. Instead of, you know. How many times have y'all beat them in the past Virginia. four years? i played Virginia in a conference championship game.
0: But in How many times have y'all beat Bama
2: in
1: the past four years? We haven't. Okay. That is true. There's a differentiator there. There's also a difference between having four weeks prepare compared to one. I mean, is there?
2: The game's still sixty minutes. Yeah, but four weeks of preparation. Both teams get it. I know, but as long as it's as long as it's raining on both
3: sidelines, I mean, hell. What's the difference? I mean, y'all did play Georgia in a national. I mean, Alabama in a national championship.
1: Yeah, we lost in overtime. Did you win? I just said we lost. You had
3: you had 4
0: weeks to prepare. Huh.
1: Yeah.
0: So why didn't you that, win?
1: That, that's how my my so whole why argument. didn't
0: you win? You had huh? 4
1: weeks. My whole argument – Why didn't you ended.
0: win? You had 4 weeks.
1: Why, why are you? Why Why are you barking at me, Jake? If you we like you, why are you on their side right now?
2: That was your That was your argument for Clemson being able to beat Bama because we got we got a
1: month to prepare. Because y'all 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 walk to the playoff and have every guy healthy because you don't play anybody during the year. You're, I you're mean, me, no, listen listen to that. You're telling me when those same natty teams, if y'all play in the SEC, would y'all win those natty still? In 2018, we would have destroyed anybody. Okay, what about 2016? I mean, we lost to pit. I mean, just so. think about it, even a regular season schedule with SEC teams on it. Y'all even make it to the playoff? I mean,
2: I guess we'll never know. But in 2018, I'll, I mean, I'll die on that hill. That I mean, that was a freaking loaded team.
0: Hey, y'all let Jake Bentley put up like 9,000 yards on y'all that year, though. I if mean, so, if yeah. South Carolina had anything but a freaking eighth-grade defense, you never know.
2: I mean, but what do we do in the playoff?
0: Y'all ran, y'all ran with it. I
2: mean it. Again, I, I don't know what to tell you. This bowl season just showed.
1: I mean, well, the but the ACC like. sucks. I haven't. I haven't said that the ACC doesn't suck. I know. I know I'm not saying he did. I'm just saying, like, if you. The schedules are just. But different.
3: but we we didn't care about
0: these bowl games. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that is. It, it was kind of crazy that what was it like two or three uh, SEC schools would let would um win losing lost, records. Yeah, with losing records, beat top twenty five teams. I think it was three.
1: Yeah.
0: That was very interesting.
2: How many of those because, teams cared though?
0: Because. Yeah. Because if
3: you lost, you
0: didn't care because, because everyone. That's all I hear. It was a down year in the SEC. If you lose but, it's a bowl game,
2: but it really it was, just, a, it was a down year in
3: the ACC too.
0: But that's it really smart. it really just means more though. So
3: yeah, unless unless you don't care, then it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. Like Auburn didn't they didn't care.
0: Yeah, Florida they, didn't they, care either. They yeah, both of those yeah. teams would have easily won if they cared. Florida, if
3: Florida cared, they roll Oklahoma. But and they, just, would, would, they just didn't care, so they gave up 50 something points. So you know I would also compare how, how Florida got
2: gutted offensively to how UNC got gutted offensively.
3: Yeah. I, I mean look you at basically show
2: up with you basically
3: show up with your quarterback and nobody else. And then your coach after the game says our, our scout team played okay. Disrespectful.
0: I, dude, I Dan Mullen is a clown. I hate him.
3: Ooh. So my, like, bro, you can't you can't dog your own backups like that, can you? <laughs> If, he's, if, he's Trevor, less, if Trevor, if Trevor Lawrence wouldn't have won a, a national championship his freshman year, and then he actually cared the other two years, he would have two Natties. Yeah, he was just <laughs> trying not to get hurt because he knew he was going to the
1: league. I don't think uh, I don't think Trevor wins that Natty without that defense.
0: No, not as a freshman.
3: No, but I mean he still won it.
2: I mean he played pretty damn good that game. I ain't gonna lie.
3: Yeah,
0: but he also you know he he did have that that NFL caliber defense behind him.
2: No doubt, which is again why I I have full conviction that 2018 team runs through the SEC. Not I as mean, dominantly as we did against the ACC, but I don't. I still think we're undefeated. What well, I mean, depends on who's really on your
3: SEC schedule? I is guess. that really a cop out though? To say, well, he had a good defense. So,
2: I mean, he still um, put on a, a 44 on a Nick Saban defense. So, despite the fact that the defense held them to 16. Well, I guess he's going he really to be taken.
3: But. He's he's going to be taken and seen as one of the best quarterback prospects in a really long time. Not by me. He's going to be taken number one. So what is saying he <laughs> had a really you
2: agree with it.
3: What is what is saying he had a really good defense do when he put up forty four, won a national championship, and then it's well, technically,
2: technically technically he only put up thirty seven because AJ Terrell had a pick six
3: because he's a fraud. That's why. <laughs>
1: Well, because He's never
0: been good. He's just surrounded by good players.
1: The reason I say that is because I'm not comparing yeah. at all here. But Jake Fromm almost won a natty.
0: I think Jake is probably better than that Trevor dude
1: Lawrence. Is poopy. Oh, without a doubt, compared <laughs> compared to Trevor, and he almost won a natty and he wasn't good because he had a good defense and a good running game. So I was just I, I, that was just my whole point. I don't I don't think yeah. one. Do you, do, you, do you remember the argument you had that you would take uh, – No, Brown I told you Trevor I don't Lawrence? remember that argument because I was a blackout. <laughs> do, you still, do, you, do you still stand by that? Oh, yeah, dude, Trevor Lawrence's ass.
3: Okay, but how many points did y'all put up in that national championship game against Alabama where y'all lost? A bunch, right? No, no.
2: it was like both teams are in the 20s. It it's was the lowest it was uh, it was game of the 20. playoff
1: it was
3: twenty 23- three. Oh yeah, that's
1: right. That's right. That's right. Touchdown pass to win.
3: So I mean, Everton. I mean, yeah, there was a pick six, but Trevor played just played better in that national championship than no. Nah, he than just he just had better players around pit. him. He just had better players around him. Facts.
0: Deshaun Watson's still the best quarterback in Clemson history.
2: I mean, there's a there's a large segment of people who believe that. Well.
0: I'm in that segment.
2: I hope he comes I mean, out. Loud. Same. See the differences, I feel like Trevor Lawrence is almost like he was so hyped that the expectations were basically to be perfect. But then Deshaun Watson just I mean, if you needed to win a game, Deshaun Watson would put the team on his back every time. Yeah. Yeah. Final drive to win the game. I'm probably picking Deshaun Watson.
0: Yeah. All right, but well, before this Thing this goes for another two hours. I'm gonna freaking end the recording. I didn't right
2: even here. know we were recording. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. We, we uh, are. I thought we. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought <laughs> we quit after you had your minute. I did yeah. too.
0: I might. I might just edit all this out. We'll see. But
2: this is the best content we've had all year.
0: Yeah, I might just keep it in. shit. But anyway, all from the heart. <laughs> just yeah. if anybody's still <laughs> listening at this point, thank you. Um, I guess we'll be back after the national championship, probably to I guess. Break down the whole season a little bit. Um, I'm
2: gonna put up a Twitter poll Trevor Lawrence, Jake (laughs) from it's gonna be four votes
3: for Trevor. A lot of Georgia
2: people, a lot of Georgia people follow me, so it might be pretty damn
3: close. Yeah, uh, well, if you look at it, Jake from blah blah blah. No one's picking
1: from, anyways. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace. You just said you.